Spidey Hick on your dial. What's up, everybody? It is officially Spidey Hick's day on Anchor. Why? Because I did an interview about not that long ago <laughs> with Kevin Touch of the Anchor Nation, and therefore, your boy Spidey Heck and Mr. Kevin Touch did an interview. Mr. Kevin Touch interviewed Spidey Heck, and I wanted y'all to check it out. So, head over to the Anchor Nation. If you're on Anchor, go head over to the Anchor Nation and check out the interview with Spidey Heck with Kevin Touch. And if not, for those of you who are not on Anchor and want to hear that, Go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and go to Anchor uh, Nation podcast directly. If not, stay tuned because Spidey Hack's going to let you hear that interview right here on the Spidey Hack voiceover show. So, let's go. Let's get it started. It's your boy Spidey Hack on the dial. As always, let's go. have a dream we have a voice this is the anchor nation the anchor nation the anchor nation the anchor nation hi i'm your host kevin touch and we are the, the anchor, anchor nation. nation hello anchor nation this is kevin touch the host of anchor nation community radio and we're back with another episode of the anchor nation podcast episode 84 with spidey heck spidey's a great guy he's a budding comedian Works at a hospital, believer in God, believer in trusting your process, doing the things that you can do to get to the next level. And overall, a great guy, just trying to have a mission of making people laugh and smile. Hope you guys enjoy episode 84 Spidey Head. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. We're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast. Episode 84 with Spidey Heck. Without further ado, let Spidey Heck introduce himself. What's going on, Anchor Nation? Spidey Heck is on your dial with Kevin Touch. What's going on, my brother? What's going on? How you doing? Good, my man. Can't wait to get you on the show, and uh, let's get to it. All right, no doubt. Let's go. All right, so question one. How did you discover Anchor? Funny thing is how I discovered Anchor. I used to always be on um, Instagram, just scrolling through. You know, right. and you know how they have those ads, you know, Gary Vee was always talking about, oh, anchors. Gonna be, so I'd see them and I'd see them and I just, you know, would always pass by them, not even thinking about it. Like just, just, yeah. you know, cruising through the, just cruising through. 
And the funny thing was, I actually was checking out Anchor after a while. I checked it out, but it wasn't even for myself. It was for a friend of mine who's like a pastor. So I was kind of trying to help him promote his his uh his ministry. I figured, you know what? Let me look at the Anchor and see whether or not I could uh see what it's about. And it ended up, I ended up using it and told him, hey, I'll take care of Anchor. You, you use Facebook and every other media outlet. I'm keeping this one for myself. <laughs> And that's how it ended up happening, man. You know, I hear sometimes you just take it by chance. It's like, hey, I scroll through this feed, and Instagram's a great place to just find so many new and attractive things. And when you get there and you find it, something you like, you enjoy it. And, and it revolutionizes you, for sure. Exactly. And for question two, good segue. What is your current message you express on your podcast? Um, basically, uh, to make people laugh. That's all I get. See, I have what talents and singing talents, basically. You know, that's basically about it. No, no, I, I got <laughs> the message is to make everybody smile and laugh, and not take everything so seriously. Because nowadays, I feel that comedy is like it's kind of being picked apart and dissected. Now, back in the days when you used to be able to tell a joke, people didn't take so much offense to it. They knew it was all in good humor. Nowadays, everybody's so sensitive. So that's why basically what I'm trying to take away is take the sensitivity out of comedy and just let it be what it is and just laugh. It's not that serious. It's just jokes. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, jokes don't hurt. And we all need a laugh time. You know, we, the more we laugh, the more we smile, the more we do all these great things, the better, you know, express ourselves and sometimes taking those jokes and just a common joke, not, not meant for hurting, not meant for really anything but entertainment. It'll be good and it'll be good for your soul. I got you. Exactly, my brother. And for question three, what is your current occupation? I actually work in a hospital, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm a phlebotomist. Uh, I take blood from the patients, uh, and I deliver it to the lab and let the lab do their job. <laughs> that's, that's basically what I do. That's interesting. Nothing, nothing, nothing spectacular. It's kind of funny, though, because that's where it kind of ties into the my personality traits because I'm a people person, so I guess working in a hospital is one of the, you know, benefits of my comedy and i'll be joking around people at the hospital making them laugh while i'm taking their blood believe it or not so it's pretty cool there you go there you go it's always good especially a lot of people get nervous or tense up when they get blood taken in the blood anything with blood so it's good that you have that kind of vibe going so it's not nothing wrong it's just a little comedy little jokes here crack couple and you'll be good actually a question for another good segue is what are the challenges associated with the occupation the only thing you have to worry about is um but, you know, believe it or not, obviously you work in a hospital and you have to deal with the whole fact that people could be HIV positive or, right. you know, getting stuck by the needle. And, you know, just you have to be very, you have to be very aware of your surroundings at all times, you know, because you never know what the craziness goes on, you know, like with, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, with shootings, hospitals and places of that nature are always like places that could be hit. So that's another reason I think about like, you know, is <laughs> that work? Like, you know, I try to make right. everybody laugh and, and have fun about it. But, you know, there's people, there's belligerent people sometimes, you know, they're in the hospital. They don't want to be there. <clears throat> they don't want to be there. So they end up, you know, getting upset and they'll end up trying to fight the nurses or whatever. And, you know, not everybody is of, of solemn mind when they go into a hospital. You know what I mean? So you got to be careful. But other than that, you know, I love my job. You know, I love, I love helping people. So that's, that's basically why I like doing my podcast. Like I said, it's just to entertain people and keep people smiling and laughing because the world is hard enough as it is without you know 
without without laughing. That's what I see. No, absolutely, you're, you're absolutely right. I think I think you do get those outsiders who right they don't want to be in the, the hospital. It just scares them. They go off. But other than that, like you said, just enjoying your occupation, enjoying the time you have to spend time making the world a better place. I think that's it. And when you're in the business of helping, you always got to think about that in the sense that what can I do to offer the most value and still have fun while doing it? Absolutely. Exactly. And for question five, what is the backstory behind how you got into comedy and voiceovers? The funny thing is I've been... The the voiceovers thing is not really something that you you know it's something I always always I always do voices I always do like funny voices I've always been into eighties you know cartoons because I grew up you know in the eighties so right um, cartoons were like the the thing back then you know you started Saturday morning cartoons you you couldn't wait to get up and go watch the cartoons and you know so I always used to always constantly constantly try to learn the voices of of cartoon characters and uh, I would like imitate the smurfs or imitate you know whatever cartoon i was watching the sound they spoke even the ones that don't even speak you know just the noise thing you know what kind of noise they'd make i would try to emulate it even from that um like i said i also used to sing too i still do but i would hear singing and then i would try to um, duplicate or uh, implement the sound and say like, okay let me let me try to get as close to us as, as close as i can to sounding like that person. And then eventually that's how the voiceovers thing came more into it, into play. Cause I was like, you know what? I didn't realize that me doing that was actually a career. <laughs> I, I didn't put two together when I was a kid, but comedy, that's just, just something I've, I've been a, a nut job since I was a little kid. I'm always been cracking people up and making jokes and just that I was always the class clown con- consistently. You can't tell me something without me thinking of a joke right after you say it. So a lot of people hate, <laughs> hate being around me sometimes because I'll, I'll say a joke after they say something serious, and I'm like, I'm just trying to lighten up the mood. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but they get upset. But you know, it is, it is what it is, man. I just, I just love, I just love doing comedy. I was always a big fan of like Robin Williams and Eddie Murphy growing up. So, especially, especially Robin Williams because he was very physical. Like he was a very physical comic. You know, he 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 painted a picture for you to see that you were like. And, 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 and the physicality and his movements when he does his stage, you know, stage shows, you know, you guys can't see me, obviously, through a podcast, but I try to paint a picture, um, when I tell my jokes, you know, say, or my characters or whatever. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're gritty, but either way, you get the picture when I, when I do my jokes. Yeah, no, I got you. Definitely the physicality and just having the, the movements within that. My follow up question, have you ever done a stage show and what was the experience like if you had been working? I've actually done, I've done stage shows, but I've done them more so with singing. Gotcha. Like, like I said, on the singing front. Um, actually, I love, I love performing for people. I love getting on stage and just, I've, I've been actually thinking about possibly looking into actually doing like a, a stand up. Yeah. Uh, you know, have, uh, local, uh, comedy clubs. I'll have like a, you know, open mic type of night type of thing. I'm thinking about doing that pretty soon. Just have to figure out how I'm going to do it and where I can go and do that. But. Yeah, I love performing for people, man. I just do. There's something that's in me. No, I hear you, man. Definitely. Just the, the creator in you, the creative I've been you saying, hey, I just love, I love this spotlight in the sense that you can go out there put on the show, no matter who's watching, whether it be one or 1,000 or however many. It's just the fact that you have the opportunity to make people smile, laugh. And, and I think the great thing back with, like you said, with Rob Williams and, and those people back in the day it's great that they still had those traditions and go watch cartoons in the morning and 
You could dream of the comedy stuff. You could dream of all this stuff and make it happen. Now, maybe that's gone in the sense that that's gone, that we don't, you know, watch cartoons anymore mm -hmm. as with social media, but at least with the comedy and the voiceovers and all that, it's kind of keeping the spirit alive too, that we do have that market, that sector, the comedy sector still alive and well for some people. Exactly. And for question six, how has God helped you get through the adversity in your life? God has gotten me through a lot, my friend. I've, mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I, at the age of 15, uh, mm -hmm. uh, my father committed suicide. Oh, wow. So it's, it's been God that's gotten me through that time for my life. And it, it's, it's, it's insane because there's, there's been times that I could be at my lowest and I still got to keep my head up and look at it and say, you know what? God's got a plan for me. Right. I can't, I can't let this, I, you have to go through, you have to go through trials and tribulations in order to appreciate once God gives you that blessing. You know what I mean? And I guarantee you <laughs> that when God gives me that blessing, I'm definitely not going to take it, forsake it for what, you know, for what he does, because he is the almighty. And that's what I, no matter how raunchy or, you know, whatever my comedy could be on my podcast, that's one thing that I say that, you know, I am still a godly person and I'm still Christian minded, like it's it's all in jokes. I'm pretty sure God is not gonna be pissed off at me just for, you know, making people laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least I'm not doing the opposite and hurting people. I'm trying to bring, you know, happiness to their life. And so, like I said, God has been there for me when I didn't even think anybody would be there for me. So I always I'm always thankful to God for that, man. Absolutely. And my talent I wouldn't have my talents without God's giving, you know, blessing me. We all have talents. God's given us all of us a talent. We just have to hone in on that talent and uh, take advantage of it. If you don't, then you can't really blame anybody so much. So, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. I think it's good that, although once again, sorry for your loss, but um, just the fact that you took it out of the stride in the sense that God's got a plan, it's going to be okay when you do get that blessing, all those trials and tribulations, they'll, they'll be like, oh, well, here it is. Now I'm blessed with this plan to, to move forward. And I think it's important that we keep in retrospect that there are people out there who could be suffering or, or could be in a tough time, but you know, he has a plan and maybe this happens for a reason in the sense that something at the end of the tunnel will be better. And say, same with you. Now that you kind of found your footing, you love making people laugh. You found your calling card and that is thanks to God, his, his blessing that allow you to hone in your craft and make your skill better for sure. Exactly. Amen to that one. <laughs> Amen. There we go. There we go. And uh, for question seven, what is the best piece of advice you would give to those trying to be a comedian or do voiceovers as like just a young and up and coming person? Uh, do your research. Mm -hmm. um, everything has everything that you're doing has been done before. That's that's the truth of the matter. Right. And everybody has uh, thinks that they're coming out with stuff that's original. No, I'm pretty sure there's. A lot of stuff that people do that has been done before. So you got to kind of go back to the roots of whatever it is you're trying to do, whether it's music or whatever. And painting, any any craft or any type of art that you try to get into, you should do your research on what came before you so that you know how to hone in on your own way of perfecting that particular type of art. You know what I mean? If you're right. going to sing, go get a singing lesson if you know or teach yourself you know nowadays it's easy man you don't need to go pay somebody just go to youtube and you can learn <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> that you're trying to do so me personally i think um i've had 
one thing is the biggest thing is you have to be confident in your own abilities because there's always going to be a naysayer. Right. There's always going to be those people who say that you can't do something because they're too scared to try. So never, ever, ever let anybody else's judgment of what you're trying to accomplish take away from your mission and your goal for yourself. So that's the biggest thing I could say because I've kept you all, they, they know me. Oh, you know, if they, if you know me personally, right. like they were like, they grew up with me. Oh, ah, uh, that's just Hector being stupid and he's joking, whatever. And he does these stupid voices, whatever, but they're not looking at it from the longevity point that I have in mind that I'm going to try to take this and build it into something. You know what I mean? And it's just, you know, it's just, it is what it is, but never let anybody talk you down from your dream. That's, that's, that's the best advice I can give. Right. And, and it goes both ways too with uh, the internet and social media. It's great. I mean, social media is a great mm-hmm. place and the internet, like YouTube. Great. That's awesome. You learn it, but you also got to keep in mind, there's probably somebody in that comment section or something that happens where, There'll be naysayers, but at the end of the day, it's your, it's your goal, your mission to keep trying. And my follow-up question would be, let's say you get into that rut. What would be your advice for anybody who's kind of in that rut just to get away from that? Would it just be the same thing, keep trying, or, or would you just say keep honing in on your craft, even though people are just saying bad things? Yeah, hone, it, hone in on your craft because for everybody – okay, let's say the, <clears throat> let's put it into a point where they say about a sales tactic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can ask 10 people to try to buy a product. Out of those ten, you'll probably get like eight reject, you know, eight rejections and two people that'll buy it. Right. So, for everybody that hates your stuff, there's equally someone out there that'll probably like it. You know what I mean? Not everybody's gonna like you. Not everybody's gonna love you, but it doesn't make a difference. You still gotta, you still have to put out what you're trying to do because, regardless of whether or not you get haters or people that love you, if you make it, then that's that's you reached your goal. Then you've accomplished what it is you were trying to do. There's always going to be haters in what you do. Always. Consistently. It doesn't make a difference what you do. You could be Mother Teresa still somehow find a way to say, oh, well, did you see when they did that? Like, they'll always try to take away from your goal. So if you ever feel like that, go back to God. You know what I'm saying? You got, you have to pray. You consistently have to say to yourself, you know what? This is only momentarily. I can't, you know, I can't let this, whatever it is, the moment project my whole entire life because if you live like that mm-hmm. you're gonna basically just defeat yourself and that's the worst thing you can do you know what i mean yeah you're right that's you have to be careful of that because it can start making you feel insecure about yourself and then you know take away from your take away from your ability to proceed forward you know what i mean that's the way i look at it and i've had plenty of times where i feel like oh, you know what i'm just gonna give up this isn't gonna work whatever but then i'm like why? Because everyone else says it's not going to work. And then I go right back into it. You know what I'm saying? Kind of give, you know, you got to kick yourself in the pants a couple of times, but in a good way. Not where you think, you know, you're basically, you know, putting yourself down. So just keep your head up and just keep pushing forward is all I can say. Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes your own insecurities of another opinion or even sometimes you being self-critical and you forget the message of going back to God, going back to something that's always been your process up to that point that got you there and then just one little stumble that sometimes is the bump in the road that you need to say, Hey, it, it, it's just one bump. It's not going to overpower me. They'll, they'll fact it should motivate you. And I think the fact that you said that you got to go back to your plan, the original plan you did and you trust the process of God or whoever that be, that's good because the more you stay on the path, the more you stay on the path that really got you to that point, the more you'll have experience because you've, 
went through adversity. You can overcome any adversity because you went through it. And just as always, be humble and, and keep moving forward and keep pushing through. Because at the end of the day, that's all we can do, and especially in these times. Just keep moving forward and uh, whatever the obstacle ahead is, just conquer it. And you'll be in good shape, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And for question eight, how has your family supported you through the journey? <clears throat> that's that's a good one. That's a funny one. <laughs> because, you know, you got yeah, the only only person I really my family circle that is my is my mom, mm-hmm. and uh, bless her heart, she you know, she wants she wants me to do the best I can with my dreams. But you know how moms are, you know, they just want you to live the normal life and just get married, have kids, you know, just do the whole normal routine of what society's supposed to be type of thing. But you know, for the most part, you know, my mom supports you know my family supports what I do. I'm not gonna say that they don't. They're not as supportive as I'd like them to be at times, but you know, you know, like I said, everybody doesn't see the bigger picture the way you do. So that's why I said you gotta consistently stick to what it is that you see in your mind and continue on. And then once it happens, then you say, see, to everyone else that wasn't paying attention to it or was not believing in it, I told you right. this is what you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's not, not like, kind of- it's not like a, uh, like, you know, throwing in their face type of thing. It's just like, I told you I was gonna, you know what I mean? I just wish you would have put more. But like I said, my family, you know, they, they support. They, they, they're good with it. <laughs> no, I, I got you. No, sometimes they want to see the results. They want you to see you do well before they can sometimes believe. That happens too. I think, I think with that, it's like you said in the previous question, just keep doing you. And I think whatever happens with them, as long as they support you in the sense that they still love you as your family and, and whether they support all 100% go all in or not, you still got yourself and some other people who may support you, and you got your fans out there, and that's important just to keep it keep it real. And I think if you can keep it real with them, they keep it real with you. Both go your separate ways, and when you do collaborate in the future and just talk to them, good things happen and just show the results, and, and they'll turn around. So I think it's important to keep that in mind. Good, 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 uh, good workers, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, if you question that, we can also make this dead or alive. If you could collaborate with any voiceover actor or comedian in the world, who would it be and why? Mm, like I said, Robin Williams. If I could do, if I could have done any collaboration with anybody, I would love to have done like something with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Whether it be because Robin Williams was in like, you know, he's done the cartoon voices. He's obviously, like I said, one of the best in my in my opinion. Because of his physicality of being, uh, like, let's say, Jimmy Carey. If I could say anything between those two, those would be the two. Because they're, they're so animated. They're such animated characters. And human stuff, you know what I'm They were to do a cartoon. I bet it kind of would be dope. But, um, as to why, uh, I just, I, I just, I, 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 how can I say? Basically, really, really idolize these guys because, like I said, I love the physical aspect of the way they did their comedy. So I know I could learn a lot mm-hmm. if I ever had the chance to, you know. But that's actually I watch videos and watch their comedy specials. Like I said, going back into what it is that, that you're trying to learn, pick up on what they did, just turn it into your own type of way and not copy it, but you know, just you know, emulate. Just take a little piece of it and, you know, make it into what your own thing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Rob Williams Jim Carrey that's a great too. I think I think the fact that they also showed a lot of emotion too. I think I think emotion exactly. emotion empowers everything. I really I really do believe that because if you think about it, when you have more emotion, you're really getting into it with your audience. You can learn from how they moved an audience. They move so many little things you don't see from like an outside perspective. And when you go deep down and just if you had the opportunity to spend with those guys, it, it'd be great to get to that deep, deep stuff to where what's the other secrets? What's the, what's the process? What's the journey of being a top notch? Or what, what the professionals do in a sense to really vibe with the common man. And I think that's a great way to look at it because at the end of the day, whether you're top notch or whether you're a common man, we're still mankind. And then we have to vibe with each other another way, no matter what it be comedy or whatever trait you are. And I think the comedy aspect of finding the right original content, like you said, back then you just you collaborate with that you learn from the best and you'll be in great shape and that'd, that'd be a great opportunity at least maybe with jim carrey but for robin if he was still here i think that'd been awesome great man yeah. that'd have been great but uh for question 10 what is your goal for the next five years would be personally work anchor or just anything you want to share uh personally i would like to uh, eventually, at some point, have a family. <laughs> Even though I am as old as hell, <laughs> maybe we were not. I, I'm old as hell, but I, I have no. I have never had a kid, right. so I think that's probably why I am how I am <laughs> because I am sort of a, my own kid. <laughs> so you know what I mean. So that's one. Uh, work wise, I, I I I don't mind working in the hospital, but like I said, my aspirations are a lot higher than that. Um, I want to be able to do voiceovers. I actually have um, a couple of things that I've been trying to work out on the out, you know, on the outside of Anchor and everything. Trying to, I got a couple of talks with people that I know that are in animation that I constantly, you know, hit them up and talk to them uh, about possibly doing a project with them at some point. And they, you know, they obviously have other people in mind at the moment, but they're also willing to work with me if anything pops up. You know what I mean? So I, I try to keep my. Uh, my uh my networking with the people that i meet about voiceovers and stuff like that uh as much as possible because that's what i'm hoping with the next five years that hopefully whether it be through anchor or me doing my voiceover you know videos on instagram or whatever <clears throat> that it puts enough of a spark <clears throat> sorry to get um to get the to get to the destination that i want to get to and that's to make people laugh with my with my comedy my voiceovers like i said in the beginning, you know? Right, right. No, absolutely. I think it goes back to the theme of the self-drive and the confidence you'll have. And I think you'll get there, actually. I really do, because the way you handle yourself, the way you believe in your process, and it, it doesn't matter what anyone says, you can get to the, the, the voiceover, the comedy stuff. You work with the right people, you connect, and you just be humble and have that you know, the game mentality. You'll be in. And then for the family side and the work side, yeah, it's always good to just have a stable job. You know, I think it's important just to have stability and keep it, Keep it real. I mean, sometimes people don't don't like their job. And they they get frustrated and just quit or forget. They do other things that is unfortunate. But as far as you, at least you're stable. And then for family, it's never too late to do anything, right? I think that's a great message. That it doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you got that vibe of saying, "Hey, I can do it. I can make it happen." Things can really blossom. And I think that's the great thing about just life in general. We can we can do anything. It doesn't matter what age we are, for sure. Exactly. You're basically the only person that can hold you back from doing anything is yourself. Yeah. You, know I mean? you can't blame, you can't blame others for, for your lack of trying. You can't blame others for, 
you just resisting to do what you want to do because you think that they're, you know, the naysayers are always going to be the people that either can make you or break you. I mean, and if you're going to do what you got to do, there's not going to be anything to stop you, especially yourself. Yourself can, you can never let yourself be defeated to the point where you say, you know what? I'm just not, I can't do it anymore because then you just give up and you can't do it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Robin Williams once said, "Oh, Captain, my Captain." You know that movie. It goes back to the same thing. You know, we're, we're the captains of our choices, and how we uh, how we steer that ship, how we steer our journey. That's on us. And no matter what happens, we're the captain. And I think it's a great it's a great message to have. At the end of the day, just keep doing you. Keep keep doing your thing. That could really stride to something great. You just never know. It'd be open opportunities. But for the mm-hmm. final question. Is what is one thing you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you? That could be a fun fact. Hmm. Fun fact. <laughs> I know we got I'm a lot. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty much open about how you know about myself. So I don't. I really don't really have anything that I hide about myself, other than um, the fact that um, I like to swim with dolphins naked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you there. I don't fit naked with dolphins, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Uh, I don't, I don't really have anything that I, other than I want the information to know mm-hmm. is that I want to thank you personally for taking the time to actually finally get a chance to talk because we were meeting, we've been meeting to talk for a long time. So I appreciate you for doing that. That's what I want them to know. But what I want them to know about me is that I am truly, truly a good person at heart. Mm-hmm. I take jokes and I make jokes. But at no point am I trying to make people feel bad or insult people. So if you ever hear my podcast, listen to it with an open mind and just come to laugh. Don't don't come to judge. Don't come to think that I'm trying to judge others. I'm not. I'm just a crazy guy who likes to do crazy stuff. <laughs> laugh and smile. That's it. That's it. Laugh and smile. Go along with the Spidey Heck podcast. I'd like to thank Spidey for coming on the show. Appreciate his time and attention. Before we go, Spidey, you want to DM your social media so people can find you? All right. On Instagram, you can find me at Spidey Heck. That's S-P-I-D-E-Y-H-E-C. Spidey Heck. And on Facebook, you can also find um, Spidey Heck voiceovers. If you look over there, you can find that. As well as uh, Social Media Filter King, which is the hashtag I go by on on, <clears throat> on um, Instagram that I created. And that's about it. Those are the only ones I have. I have Snapchat, but I don't really use it so much. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And Spidey Heck voiceovers. Podcast. Oh, yes. on your- exactly. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at spideyheadvoiceovers at gmail.com. If you ever want me to do a voiceovers, uh, just hit me up there and we'll talk. There you and go. There you go. For business inquiries, there's the email. I'd like to thank, as always, the Anchor Nation for giving your undivided attention to not only myself, but the interviewee. Spidey, my man, it's been a long time coming. It's been a pleasure. Let's keep it locked and loaded, my baby. I appreciate you, man. God bless you and Anchor Nation. One love. Spidey heck, and I'm out. Yes. That's gonna wrap it up for the interview with Kevin Touch with Spidey Heck on the dial. Much love to everybody who came by to listen to this episode and the previous episodes from before. Much love, much love. Always remember, keep your heads up. Don't let yourselves get discouraged by yourselves. Like I said... And always, 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 always be true to your craft. So much love from the Spidey Heck Boys Over Show. Thank again, 
Kevin Touch from the Anchor Nation for interviewing your boy, Spideyak. Much love, God bless, and everybody have a good day. Until the next Spidey episode.